Have you ever realized why there's a million ways how to measure someone's performance, progress, revenues, but there are zero ways how to measure someone's trust? Hi, I'm Max Roach, and this is my podcast, The Metrics of Success. What I've realized is that more than profits and revenues, momentum is essential. For example, I've observed companies that set a financial goal and reward employees who meet those goals, regardless of how they achieve them. However, there are other employees who didn't meet the financial goal but maintained a steady momentum. Always moving upward without firing people, lowering morale, or losing trust in them. These employees are the ones who should receive the raise because in the long term, they will do better for the company. The person who reached the financial goal reached it by using a method we I call the roller coaster. The roller coaster means that his profits went up and down, up and down, up and down, and at the right time, at the right place, he reached the financial goal. But in the long term, this will destroy the company. This concept can also apply to our personal lives. For instance, if you're selling a book and ask your friends to purchase it, and give a five-star rating to become an Amazon bestseller. You're cheating the system. Alternatively, you can hire a company to make you a New New York Times bestseller, which only requires you to become once, and then for the rest of your life, you are a New York Times bestseller. Similarly, if you cheat your way through school by getting the answers and doing nothing, you may achieve your financial goal, or grades, but you won't have the skills required to succeed. This concept is not limited to school or work. It applies to everything. For instance, when the Navy SEALs are selecting candidates, they look for two things, performance and trust. They want someone who will have their back on the field and off the field. A low-performing individual with high trust is more valuable to them than a high-performing individual with low trust. They want someone who will risk their life to save theirs, not someone who will run away and save themselves. The issue with today's society is that businesses don't measure trust when selecting candidates. They have numerous ways to measure performance, but there's no way to measure trust. Consequently, they end up hiring individuals who achieve their financial goals, but have all the ups and downs, promoting toxicity in the company. Ultimately, this approach will destroy the company. Therefore, businesses must select natural leaders who pick people up and are not rude. These individuals are the ones you need on your team. And in the future, these individuals are the ones who are going to make 
your business survive. Hi, I'm Max Burroughs. This is my podcast, Here we have our first participant, Ricardo Gamble. Hello. And so, for your part, for your interview, we're going to be talking about how how we measure how exercise, like how we measure. Yeah. Oh, I'm How you would measure, and then we. I I researched some things about the. About how you fix it, how you should measure it, how other people measure it, how different businesses measure it, and I'll compare them with your answers to what you say. So let's get into it. How did you measure your success? Um, I measured success about how much money I could provide for me and my family, for example. Right. So if I if I have financial freedom, that that leads to me having success and being able to travel the world. Yeah. All right. So, if you're working in a business, right? Yeah. You're working in a business. For you, what's the most important thing? Like, as a boss? The most important thing is that my business will be productive and it's creating enough money to be sustainable. For example, if I'm spending a thousand dollars on expenses and I'm only making around five hundred in return, I should shut down business because it's not profitable. I'll keep on losing money. Yeah. Um. What I researched is that some people, they some business, they put a goal, they put a financial goal, and mm-hmm. they don't really care how you get there. Just if you get there. And that's all they care about. And then I saw, yeah, you're saying what? Let's say that uh, you reach. They put a financial goal, like they put, like you have to reach okay. this amount of money at this amount of time. And if you do that, that person gets a raise. Okay. So yeah. Cool. And what people don't understand, what people don't realize, is that that person could have borrowed feel money to get to that specific amount of money that he needed to get. And his momentum wasn't momentum wasn't good. He went up and down. Right? Up and down. And that's not good for the company long term. So So what's the question? The question is is trust and morale and momentum like those type of things, more mm-hmm. important than business profit. So is the morale of the company more important than the success of it financially? Maybe not the morale of the company. Maybe like the the momentum. Like, are you steady? Are you going in one straight online? Are you going up and down like that? I mean, the most important thing in a company is. It's stability financially. As I said before, like you would shut down your whole business if it's not profitable in the beginning of the business. Now, momentum is key in the business because if you see over time that your company isn't gaining more money, let's say, for example, your first year you make $25,000, your next year 
you make twenty six thousand for the rest of your, the rest of the ten years that you make you have this business, it stays in that same range. You would still shut down shop because staying in the same like twenty six thousand dollars, it's not worth the, the amount of time you're putting into the business. For example, yeah. momentum, momentum, and steady growth is key in a business, also. Yeah, but that momentum only gets you to a certain amount of money. For example, that like the guy that's going up and down gets to a higher, higher like at the end of the day, at the day that that they're promoting people, that person gets to a higher amount of money than the person that has very good momentum. Which guy is giving the race? Which guy would I give the race? Yeah. Wait, it's a guy that goes. The question is, is a guy that goes like a roller coaster up and down every month? Or a guy, yeah, but the guy that's only going up didn't reach his financial goal, and the other guy did. Which one are you giving the range? I mean, depends on my policy, but if I had that set of business, I would probably give my money to the guy that reached the goal, because in my policy, I'd be like, if you reach the goal that I set for you, then you will get the raise. I'm not going to give the raise if you're steady going up. I'll give you the raise. The next opportunity that I could give it, I'll give it to you if you reach the goal. That's the only way I'll give you a raise. Yeah. I also said it in the beginning, but then I realized how, how toxic that is for the company because of the fact that at the end of the day, for the long term of the company, it's going to die. Because the fact that you're going up and down, it's going to go down one time and never go back up. Okay, but you're giving you're giving the guy a raise that gave the most money. The guy that the guy know, that got consistently up, he can lose that money in a second because of the fact that he's going up and down. True, but if he reached if he reached the goal that 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 I guess semester, then you have to give him the raise. Then let's say you still see the other guy continuously growing, and the other guy still going up and down. And he's still reaching his goal, but the other guy is now reaching his goal. You give it to the other guy, the guy that's consistent, because of the fact that he's not giving you, I guess, the scared thoughts that he could lose all his money or lose all his sales because it's going up and down. You give it to the guy that's yeah. consistent. And the thing that I realized also, there's people that are high performers, but low trust. And there's people who are medium performers, high trust. And then there's low performers, low trust, high performers, high trust. Of course, you want the high performance, high trust in every scenario. But if you get a, if you're in a decision between a person with high trust, high trust, but okay profits, and a person with high profits, low trust. Like that guy is the worst guy in the office. He's, he's toxic. He doesn't help out. Like he makes a negative environment. But he gets the, amount, the most amount of money. I would get the guy with that reaches his goal, like the okay sales, but with high trust because I need to trust the guy I'm working with. I need to trust that he's not going to steal money from me, but not going to ruin relationships with people that, that could be profitable in the future. Yeah, I, need yeah, to, I, I need to keep him. I need to keep him. Another thing I had to ask you was, why do you think the corporate environment is so toxic? Like the corporate business world. Why do you think it's so toxic? Um, 
the corporate business world, I would think it's the, like a toxic environment because of the fact that everyone in that area is always trying to be the best possible. Now, that could be a good thing because everyone's going to be super competitive in that scenario. But let's say the CFO is not doing the best job possible, right? Or the CEO. Now, the, the person under them will try to go behind their back which you would say is toxic to try to get their job by showing them how they're doing much better to the owner. Now, that makes a toxic scenario because the next time you see them in in work, you're going to be like, wow, this guy went behind my back. I can't trust him. Now there's no trust in that scenario, I guess. So, yeah, that's why that's, the most toxic. that's what leads to uh, the company falling or the company not doing so well in the future. Exactly. exactly. Another thing I wanted to ask you, and you know how there's a million ways to measure someone's profits, a million ways to measure someone's revenues, how good they're doing, but there's net, there's no way how to measure someone's trust. I think that's kind yeah. of like ironic at the fact that people, like there's no way to measure someone's trust, which is to some companies the most important thing. And there's zero way to measure that. How do you think that? Yeah. So, well, there is no way to... The only way that you could, I guess, measure trust would be, I guess, over time. Yeah, exactly. Actions. Over time, let's say you work with a specific person for, let's say, a long a long time. You get to know the person personally. Um, You gain trust with them. You share other things, let's say, outside of work. You gain trust. I guess the only way to measure that is with time. Um, yeah, financially, there's also much more ways to measure it just yeah. by facts. Alright, and I was while I researched this thing about the Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. and the, the Navy SEALs look at two things performance and trust. Same thing I was talking to you before performance yeah. and trust. And in the Navy SEAL, like it's an army, it's serious. You need the highest, the person with the biggest, like, highest performance, the guy that can take down the most amount of enemies. But they yeah. also look for the amount of trust that the person has. And I want okay. you to think, what do you think the Navy is going to choose a person with high performance and low trust? Or uh, I'll start with a medium performance Low trust. I mean, medium, medium performance, high trust. Medium performance, high trust. Will they take them in? No, like, well, like, well, which one would you rather? A person with high performance, low trust, or or medium performance, high trust. And I, what I mean is, in trust is like when you're about to die, you run back to get that guy and save, instead of yeah. running away and save yourself. I mean, the, for me, the best thing would be main performance, high trust, for sure. Because, like, let's say I'm the general in the situation. I don't need people, like, in, let's say we're in war. I want everyone to have their backs in that scenario. Because if, you, let's say, that could lead to, like, people being traitors if they have low trust, I've had low trust with them. So, and that's the worst thing in a war scenario when you're giving the enemy your your ideas or your plans. So for Navy SEALs, high trust is key. 
and mean performance obviously it can always it can, performance can always improve you can always practice but trust that's something personal that it's harder to develop i guess yeah and once trust is lost it's very hard to bring it back up exactly but performance like you can have a bad day but the next day you do much better you improve trust let's say you go behind someone's back like the chances of you getting that relationship back are very low. And now I'm going to ask you a question that's going to be kind of tricky. Um, for the Navy SEALs, you're the highest performer. Like, you're the best of the best. Best of the best. But you still have low trust. But there's a guy that just passed the requirements to be a guy, to be in the Army. He's kind of skinny. He's kind of small. He's kind of short. All the other guys, 6'4", 6'5", 200 pounds of muscle, moves like a unit, but has low trust. Okay. Another guy is like a 5'7", dude, with incredibly high trust. Who do you think you're choosing there? All right. If, if I'm the general and I see this scrawny little guy that has high trust, or the unit, I'm obviously taking the unit in the scenario. The unit is an, he's an absolute man. Like, I'm obviously going to take this guy. Like... Low trust in this scenario, I'm not going to take this guy because if I take the 5'7 kid, he's most likely going to die at war. I'm I'm sorry to be a little ruthless here to my hello podcast people, but um, yeah, he's probably going to die at war. You're 5'7, not, don't, don't weigh enough to, go, to be a unit. You don't have any muscle. I need to take the guy that's not going to die at war, could have low trust, but he's going to perform to his best ability. So I'm going to take him. <laughs> I also thought that in the beginning. And then I watched my, this video about how the Navy SEALs actually do the recruitment. And the thing that's crazy to me is that they still choose the guy with low, low performance, high trust. Yeah. And like, like choosing that person that knows going to die at war over a guy that's is not going to save you at war. Like the guy's going to die, but at the same time, he's going to be able to save you. He's going to move and take the bullet for himself. And to be honest, I'm like, I'm a Navy SEAL. Like, if that six four six five guy is going to run away, like, and let the other guy die, I'm choosing the five seven strong guy. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. But I don't know. Performance was massive. You know what I mean? You have to take them, in my opinion. Yeah. And I have one question, one more question for you. I think that will be done. And, like, after all this conversation, yeah. how do you define, how do you measure your success? After we've talked about momentum and the trust and all this and the performance, how do you measure your success? I mean, I still measure I guess, in a financial status. But, I mean, your podcast really opened my eyes into seeing the ability of how relationships could really, you know, show success in a much broader way. And, I mean, if you have a lot of relationships with trust and, you know, success success financially really isn't anything. You know, relationships are key in this world. And what's the point of living with all this money if you don't have people to spend it with, you know? Yeah, totally get you. Well, thank you so much, Ricardo. It's been a pleasure interviewing you. 